I'm gonna take a sip of tea. It's actually, you know, one thing I want to do. Yeah. Is uh, I want to just pray right now since we didn't at the beginning, uh, yeah. and invite the Lord into this conversation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, Lord Jesus, will you just join um, Josh and I in this conversation as we try to dwell on what you have said through your scriptures, and we have tried to dwell through what you have shown us in our lives, and as we navigate this very, um, not complicated, but as we navigate this um, area of spiritual warfare, that we get to actually see the truth that you bring and that this is an uplifting conversation that will bring the light and the confidence, this fullness of faith to people. Um, Lord, I just pray that that you join us in this conversation and that everything that is being said is completely orchestrated by you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's good. spiritual strongholds over our town in Neba in Guatemala is this stronghold of suicide actually and there we had 41 suicides last year and one suicide on our property and so like okay what is this what is this spiritual power that is over our land what is this we are the church of God and we're here to combat that and the gates of suicide will not stand against the church we are not going to just give up and be like oh well it's like the weather and Although like the cloudy weather like may have like a part to play in it. People need a lot of sunshine and people need like their vitamin D or whatever. But like still there's also this deep spirit of hopelessness. Like like all my friends are going to the States and I'm stuck here and land prices are way higher than they should be. And there's injustice and there's gangs and there's violence. Um, I should just kill myself, whatever. But we're the church, right? We say no to that. We are going after that, that fortress of the enemy. And so saying, no, your life has purpose and has meaning. If you follow God, you can have 100% purpose in your life. You can have fullness of joy and fullness of life. And you can actually live the most purposeful existence that is possible by following God. Well, I think it's good to know your enemy, to know how he works. Mm. I mean, if you think about, you know, you think about football, there's a reason why coaches watch the film of the other team, to know what plays they run, to know their strategies. So it's good to know that your enemy will use, we did a whole series on it at Breakaway, The Devil Wears, and he, you know, he wears deception and temptation and unforgiveness and... Mm. He wears distorted truth. He utilizes distorted truth to deceive people in this world and lure them away from the, the truth of Christianity. So it's good to know your enemy yeah. and the strategies that he uses. Now it's time. I give you a closer look at the tactics of the enemy by taking you over to Antioch Community Church's ADS program where we speak with Jarden Howelton, a student in the program, on his views of spiritual warfare 
and the tactics of the evil one. I think that when we're talking about spiritual warfare, one of the tactics that we see time and time again in the Old Testament and the New, you see that God is a stronghold to those who believe in him. So I believe that the devil wants to use other strongholds when going against God. Mm. And so a lot of times you'll see people stuck in a stronghold because the devil wants to use strongholds in order to hold you with these things. You know, we talk about sex. That's a stronghold. We talk about like drugs. That's a stronghold on people's lives. We talk about like all these different heart needs that people are seeking after just in other means besides God. Food is a stronghold. It's a necessity, something that we need. They're good things. <laughs> God gave them to us like for these things to enjoy. And the devil will use these things as a stronghold on our lives and us being in the flesh a lot of times will allow these strongholds to just take over and it becomes hard when your garden is filled to sow new seeds of righteousness do you think it's important to recognize that the devil or the enemy can only use things god has already made against us yes his his goal is to pervert everything that God has created. Everything was created by God. The devil knows that. The devil is not unaware of that. But the devil wants to pervert and use whatever he can to go against God. And and he hates God. He hates us because we're made in the image of God. So what he wants to do is be like, God, I'm going to make them curse you. Just like Job, somebody who was walking in righteousness and literally would just, by works, if you if you looked at it, Job literally did what he was supposed to do in walking with the Lord. And God offered him up, in a sense, uh, for the devil to try and do that. But when you look at it, that's that's what the devil is trying to do. He's trying to literally distract you to make you think that life is not worth living. He's trying to destroy your hope. Like when it talks about in Hebrews, it talks about like what faith is and the fuel to faith is hope. And what is not yet seen and having confidence and believing in God. If we don't have hope, God can do great things and give you like freedom but if you don't have the hope to continue to walk in that freedom you won't you won't you won't have faith god can do a great thing in a situation but if you didn't have hope it's not faith Mm. you can just be like oh this is just a good thing like i got lucky devil is good at what he's been doing in establishing those strongholds in people's lives a lot of times he's like hey 
do this hey do that he wants to distract you with as many things as possible but he's an he, ancient being yeah he wants to try your kryptonite he's finding he's like oh what is it that gets him like when people when you talk about the devil like people are like the devil satan he is literally your enemy like he studies you he schemes against you he sees how you react to stuff like literally he watches your every move and he's like how did he react to that what makes him tick what like what does he care about what brings him joy like where are his heart needs placed and how can i mess that up and pervert it like you know he literally looks at the way that you're wired that's why it's like he schemes against you So many different addictions. I mean, like you're sitting there and you think it's like drug addiction, sexual immorality, like video games. Video games. Like, dude, there's <laughs> bro. Escapism. No, like literally it's just like me trying to find ways to like cope and be at peace and find comfort and just like food. Like, bro, like you really don't realize it and you're just like, bro, I'm sitting here trying to use all of these things as coping mechanisms. And they're not working in fact i feel like they're literally pushing me further and further and further into the depths of it into isolation to where the devil wants to like use that isolation is a tactic the devil uses all the time that's why it's like we are literally isolating ourselves division is literally a tactic used in modern day warfare why because once you divide something you can destroy it divide and conquer that's been something that's like always been used like hey let's divide them and then let's conquer this that that way we can then conquer the other half like it, dividing and conquering is a tactic the devil's been at this for thousands of years his methods are tried and true he knows what to do we do not we've been alive for 20 30 to 100 years and we think that we have an upper hand on the devil. No, God has the upper hand on the devil, and he's waiting for us to realize it and be dependent on him. You know, you look at John chapter 8, and Jesus refers to Satan as the father of lies. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that there is a voice at play in this world which is deceitful. And so I think that part of the way that that manifests itself in our life, in our lives, is through lies that are spoken to us about money. Mm. Hey, you need money. You shouldn't give your money. You should cling to your money. Money is what will truly satisfy. These are all messages that can find its, that do, any lie finds its root mm. in Satan if he's the father of lies. That means lies are part of his family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Opposer. I'm gonna call him the opposer because he doesn't have a name. The accuser. The accuser and the opposer. 
opposition, he is really crafty. He has dark, deep wisdom of the things of the earth, right? Mm -hmm. In manipulation, in what we would call carnal knowledge, right? He's probably a pretty carnally wise being but we have the authority yeah so we we, we have the one who created wisdom <laughs> we 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 have the creator of wisdom the god of the universe and if we are too distracted to realize that then satan can then have the upper hand he can then scheme against you get you so focused on these different things that even when you try to turn around and focus on God, these strongholds are still strongholds in your life. And but God is so faithful in his just his love for you and his pursuit after you to demolish those strongholds. Like in scripture, one of the things that you truly, truly see is like in First Timothy, when you see Paul and he's talking to Timothy, he's like, Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this instruction in keeping with the prophecies previously made about you so that you may by them strongly engage in battle having faith and a good conscience some have rejected these and have suffered the shipwreck of their faith like so even when you're in your faith you're fighting for your faith like mm. the warfare is literally you're fighting for your faith because faith is what gives you righteousness the righteous will live by faith. So when you're fighting, you're fighting for your faith. This world is tailored to literally strip you and rip you of your faith in God and any hopeful situation. The devil just wants to get rid of your hope so you can't have faith. Can you explain what faith is? <laughs> like people hear this word mm -hmm. even in the church and they're like, okay, faith, I need faith, I need faith, I need faith. Faith gives me life. Faith gives me righteousness. Faith gives me connection mm -hmm. to the holy of holies, the throne room of grace, the throne room of power, the adoption of royalty, right? Mm -hmm. Faith gives me that. Yeah. I put my faith in God and I receive life mm -hmm. what is faith all right so we're just gonna go straight to the book hebrews 11 1 now faith is the reality of what is hoped for mm. the proof of what is not seen for our ancestors won god's approval by it by faith we understand that the universe was created by god's command so that what is seen has been made from things that are not seen so when we talk about faith, it's literally the reality of what is hoped for. So what do you hope for? That's what it is. It says now faith. The definition of faith in the Bible is the reality of what is hoped for. The proof of what is not seen. Our hope is in the fact that the that the war has already been won, that mm. when Jesus went to the cross and then he walked out of the tomb, the resurrection of Jesus Christ was the declaration that Satan, sin and death had been defeated. Mm. So the war has already been won. Um, 
And yet for a time, God has allowed Satan to continue on in, in this world. Yeah. And that's because God desires all men and women to be saved. And he's a patient God. And he is still drawing people to himself. The best antidote for spiritual attack is the victory of Jesus Christ. And so I think the, the goal is really, hey, do you understand what it means to say that Jesus is a conquering king? Do you understand what that reality means, that, that the war has already been won? What has been won? Who did Jesus defeat when he walked out of the tomb? What does that actually mean today? When, when Ephesians 1 says that the power that raised Christ from the dead is available to us, that it's towards us, why do we even need that power? I think it's more glorifying um, Christ, exalting Christ in his, his victory over Satan, sin, and death. I, I think that that's, that's the awareness. Jesus went to the cross for a reason, okay? Jesus rose from the dead for a reason. There's all sorts of implications um, when you say that Jesus Christ conquered Satan, sin, and death. Ladies and gentlemen of the podcast family, I can't thank you enough for coming along this journey with me. I am so excited to unveil part three for you guys where you would truly understand the meaning of Jesus Christ's victory.